This week we are going to discuss a little bit about one of the most legendary and important monarchs of English history, King Arthur. The legend of King Arthur is wrapped up in mystery, however the first account that we ever have in the entire uh, medieval period comes with a book written by Ms., uh, Mr. Thomas Mallory, The Death of Arthur, uh, published in 1485, that is in the Renaissance. This is the first time that we ever hear the complete story of King Arthur as we know it today. If there was a real King Arthur, the historical king should have lived in the centuries after the Romans left the British territory, which is the time in which there's hardly ever any documentation. Now, this uh, Welsh author, uh, known as Nenio, has given us an account in Latin about this famous king. This uh, story may go back to the 830 after Christ. And there's also an account by Geoffrey de Monmouth in History of the Kings of Britain, Uh, that dates back to the 1130s and it recreates an impressive although untruthful biography of author. Now the actual story as we know it today with the adventures and the castles and the ladies okay it goes back to this one book The Death of Arthur by Sir, uh, Thomas Mallory 1845 uh, 1485 sorry. Now the main reference Uh, that Mallory has included is the culmination of centuries and centuries of uh, Arthurian inventions, but, uh, mainly of French prose romances called uh, the cycle of the Vulgata. Now, in, uh, in Mallory's descriptions, Arthur is not a monk, but he is a knight, okay? a, a good and honorable Uh, warrior. Now, uh, as far as we know, there were there were a complete uh, account of what the Arthuric legend is, and mainly um, the death of Arthur. The book contains a complete account of the of the legend, uh, starting by the sinful conception of Arthur, the incestuous uh, birth of his son Mordred, the story of the Scalibur sword that is uh, uh, jammed into uh, a, a stone, and that of the wizard and helper uh, Merlin. Uh, remember that this was one of the archetypes that we have examined, the wizard. Now, of course, we also have the, the knights of the round table, including Lancelot, uh, Gawain, Durant, uh, Percival, Bors, Galahad, and Tristan. Now, despite the uh, the bloody agitation of the time, uh, the War of the Two Roses, there was a great interest in all these stories of chivalry and, and history during this time. So, the, the King Arthur's uh, knights were actually symbols of virtues such as loyalty, Uh, bravery, honor, and gallantry. 
Now, all of these elements and others make the story of Mallory as timeless and relevant as it is today. His stories are, of course, filled with a, a very dense mixture of prophecies, predestination, sex, danger, magic, and of course, uh, you as a setting, we have the beautiful landscape of the British lands uh, filled with streams and lakes and, and castles, okay? Um, in many of these stories, the, the, the knights are going to arrive into strange castles in which the, the practices and the customs are a bit unusual to them. So their virtues are going to be put to the test and reveal the complexity of their personalities. Now, the, main, the core of the story is the somehow troublesome love triangle between Arthur, Guinevere, and Lancelot. Guinevere being uh, the wife and queen. Uh, she's married to Arthur, and therefore the romance with one of the knights, which is Lancelot, would be the cause of lots of problems. Indeed, it is. Now, the problem starts when, um, as you may recall, the, the Holy Grail is part of the Arthurian legend. The Holy Grail is, to, is believed to have been the chalice that Jesus Christ used during the Last Supper, and which was also used to gather, uh, to collect his blood after uh, he, was, he was crucified, which is why it's such an a special object for Christianity. Now, it is said that mysteriously the Grail appears in Camelot, uh, in King Arthur, uh, where it provides the substance for a great feast and starts a number of expeditions by the knights in order to recover uh, the chalice once it becomes lost. Now, Lancelot attempts to obtain the Grail, but he is stopped by a, a ferocious attempt in, against him by invisible hands. And the fact is that his sinful love for Guinevere has made him unworthy of searching the grail. Only those with pure heart can search for the grail. Now, ever since this moment, starting from this moment, uh, Lancelot blames Guinevere for um, for his own faults, and even though she still needs his protection uh, in circumstances of growing doubt and culpability, uh, eventually Sir uh, Melagant accuses Guinevere of uh, adultery, and Lancelot will challenge him in in a in a challenge that he will eventually almost end up in death. Now. Lancelot uh, is locked up in Guinevere's bedroom, but he manages to escape, uh, and he's sentenced to death. During the rescue, he kills his own friends, Gareth and Gaeris, who are the brothers of Sir Gawain, who is the knight of our story. And he, he swears eternal uh, revenge. After this, uh, after such a pitiful event, of course, the round table is dissolved, and during the confusion, Mordred, who is the son uh, and nephew of Arthur, tries to 
to rise to the throne and this derives into a final battle after which Arthur, who is badly hurt, leaves to Avalon. The reference of King Arthur leaving to Avalon becomes one of the most important references and it will continue to be used by many different writers as a way of expressing Avalon is going to this one place of rest, okay? And they say that uh, King Arthur will come back and assist England whenever he's needed. He will come back from Avalon because we don't really know if he died. He just leaves to Avalon. So uh, finally, well, Lancelot and Guinevere die as penitents. And of course, even though the interpretations of the story between Lancelot and Guinevere and Arthur and this love triangle that they have, the, the truth is that the Arthurian legend is probably one of the most interesting ones that we will see in English history, particularly because it has been filled all throughout the centuries with different elements. But this is basically the story. I hope that you enjoy it because Camelot, as, as a reference in modern times, became the role model of cities in which the, the, uh, the rule of law was applied, uh, the knights were a symbol and, a, and also a role model for their virtues, for their loyalty, for their bravery, and of course King Arthur was highly recognized and praised as one of England's best and most uh, and wisest kings of in, his, in, in all its entire history. So that's why King Arthur eventually becomes uh, that against every one of the monarchs can be measured to. And this is why I asked you to view, uh, to review the archetype of the king before you understand why King Arthur represents that archetype of the king in terms of, of ruling, of putting order, but also becoming that leader that brings empathy and that brings uh, all the good moral virtues that a good king should have. Okay, I'm hoping that you enjoyed this lesson and that it will make you a bit more curious about the great King Arthur.